0: Everybody. Welcome to the Hidden Gems Podcast and this is the show where every week we take on a streaming service and we show you the hidden gems in that streaming service. Not the big name films or, or television shows but the, the smaller shows that are, are worth checking out and we think that you really enjoy. So it's a lot of fun and I get to do this every week with my friend Ryan.
1: Hey Rachel it's great to be back with you once again. I hope you're having a good week and I hope everyone else having a good week when they're watching or listening to this, Uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone who checked out my Suicide Squad video and my Movie Nerds Club video and my first reaction to Ponyo. I've had just a massive, um, massive uptick in views lately and views don't normally like dominate my thinking. It's like, oh, I, I need to get 10 views or else I'm quitting. It's like, no, I'm not, I'm not that kind of person, but legit when i went when i when i posted like my suicide squad review it was like nearly midnight on on friday morning and so i was like all right if i get a couple views that'll be cool but then it was it was blowing up i'm like wow that's cool and then movie nerds club did the same thing and ponyo even though i posted that late is doing also really well so i know that there's a lot of people who subscribe to me and watch me or i certainly hope so so I just want to say thank you very much. I, pu- I do put a lot of time and effort so into the channel. So when a video, much less one video, let alone videos do well, it really makes me happy.
0: Well, I'm so glad you shall definitely check out. There's a link for Ryan's channel in the description. But Ryan, what are we talking about this week for Hidden Jets?
1: Oh, we're going to be talking about Hulu this week. And uh, <laughs> it, my, my picks have an accidental theme. They, they're all movies that have one-word titles. I did, not oh. pl- I did not plan this, <laughs> but as I was going through it, I was like, like that, like that, like that. And I'm like, oh, all these movies have one-word titles. If I find two more, then I really got a stew going, and I did, so that that's going to be interesting. Thanks.
0: All right, well, I will start first. I actually have two television shows and then three movies for my picks this week, so it's a lot of fun. And Hulu really is a pretty uh, well-rounded service. It has good television offerings. It has good movies, and you can do it with ads or without ads. So you can get it for a pretty reasonable price. And my first suggestion is a television show called Reba, and this show stars, of course, Reba McIntyre, and she's great. I love her. I love her music, and she's a pretty decent little actress. And I just love this show so much. I have all the seasons on DVD. So I was so excited when I saw it on the Hulu lineup. I love the dynamic between, uh, between uh, Reba McIntyre and Melissa Peterman, uh, who plays Barbara Jean on the show. And of course, Barbara Jean is her, uh, her ex-husband's new wife and of course she has three kids so they have to deal with each other and and barbara jean is very like needy and very crazy and she's really funny and they definitely have like a lucy and ethel kind of vibe to their relationship that's really fun and i like uh steve howey who plays uh, the um who plays van who's the husband of her oldest daughter Uh, who gets pregnant in high school. Joanna Garcia uh, plays Cheyenne, the oldest daughter. She's really good. And I just really love this show. I think it's so funny and uh, a really nice family show.
1: I know this is going to make me sound really dumb, but Reba's a country singer, right?
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) One of the greats, Reba McIntyre, yeah.
1: Yeah, because I I think I saw her. uh, I, I watched this show. It's long canceled but there was a show called the bill ingvall show because bill ingvall is one of my favorite comedians and Mm -hmm. reba reba actually i think made an appearance on there and i really liked her there and i believe and i believe she may have also been on last man standing with tim allen though i i'll have to
0: i believe that and she's she's been in she was also in some future films she's in uh, tremors uh for example wow (laughs) Uh, so she is is great and and uh, a great singer great songwriter and just one of the legends and this show is very very
1: cute little sitcom i just can't imagine like grand old opry type in a movie about gigantic like (laughs) earthworms going after kevin bacon
0: yeah, which I just saw for the first time in June, they at Cinemark, they did a secret movie screening. So you just, all that you knew was the rating and the overall genre. And so it was PG-13 horror and, and you had no idea what, what you were going to see. So I went and I'd never seen it before. So, uh, tremors comes up and I'm like, oh, this is so fun, which I think was a really fun idea. I haven't done it since because i was i was gone when they did it in july and i don't know when they're doing it in august but anyway it's, if you get a chance to do it it's pretty fun
1: yeah i don't know if they do it in florida i'm I'm sure it happens somewhere so i i gotta do my research because that sounds like a lot of fun
0: yeah it was it was good so what is your first pick
1: so my first choice here's the trademark hard left for the week or there's a going to be a couple actually uh, this is a movie, it's from 2012, and it is called Dread. Uh, this is based on the comic of the same name. It tells the story of of an Earth that has been ravaged by nuclear war, devastation, and it has been reborn into several what are called megacities. They're crime-ridden, poverty-ridden. It's just like a like the worst place you could end up being. The only thing that keeps it from going into... Further chaos are what is called, what are called The Judges. And the best among them is Judge Dredd. This time around, he's played by Carl Urban. And the movie centers around he and his new partner, Anderson, played by Olivia Munn, who are going to one of these mega towers called Peach Trees to investigate a very brutal murder. Now, murder is a fairly common occurrence in Mega City 1, however, it all in tie- it all is tied into this new drug called Slowmo, which slows down time to about, a, point oh uh, oh one second. seconds. So it's like it's like everything is moving like this and just super slow all the time. So it's like marijuana, but like way in the basement. And, and so, I went into this movie having no knowledge of the Stallone movie or anything else. And this movie just blew me away. It's it's very, I will say this, it is very dark. It is very gritty. It's very, it's very rated R. I, I know that there are some people who choose my picks and they're like, oh God, what do Ryan recommend? <laughs> I, I remember specifically when I recommended Unstoppable, someone actually watched it and they were like, they tweeted out, we are on pins and needles right now. And I was like, well, depending on where you are in the movie, it's about to get worse or better. <laughs> but uh, so Dread is a very near-the-knuckle movie. However, if you're looking for something a little spicy, then I do recommend it. It's very brutal, but it's very well made all at once. Carl uh, Urban is awesome. He's been in the new Star Trek trilogy. He's in Lord of the Rings. He, he's everywhere. He's in The Boys right now, so he's doing really well. Uh, Olivia Munn is really good as Anderson. She's actually a psychic, and I will say nothing further because there's actually a pretty good twist involving there, so I won't go any further there. Lena Headey of Game of Thrones fame plays the the villain Mama, and wow, she is just, she's not a nice person. That's all I'm going to say. So it's, it's a different movie. It's a very dark movie. However, if you're willing to stomach it, I... Highly recommend it. It was directed by Alex Garland, who would go on to direct Ex Machina and Annihilation, two movies I love. So yeah, this movie is really underrated. It was criminally underseen too. It way underperformed, and I think it should have done a lot better. Maybe the R rating had something to do with it, if if Suicide Squad has shown us anything, but there it is. I really like this.
0: Yeah, I've heard good things about this. I've never seen it, uh, so it's one of those ones that I have not seen. I haven't seen many of the R-rated uh, superhero movies, uh, including Suicide Squad. Um, so you know, not 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 probably for me. But I've heard I've heard a lot of people really love it. So that's good. All right. Well, yeah. Another hard left that we have <laughs> from the uh, dystopian uh, comic book movie. Uh, is another comedy sitcom (laughs) called American Housewife. And sadly, this show just got canceled after five seasons. Never got the Emmy love that it deserved. It never got the ratings, I think, that it deserved because it was a really good show. And this show stars Katie Mixon, uh, who is a sort of country girl who ends up living in the Hamptons. And, uh, and she, uh, it's called wet. Well, it's not, it's Westport, Connecticut, actually, where they live. And it's very hoity toity, very snooty. And she's kind of trying to live this sort of middle class life in Westport, Connecticut. And I just love this show. I think it is so funny. I think that Katie is hilarious in the lead. I think that Diedrich Bader is really funny as her husband, who's sort of more, he's like the grounding person in the relationship. And he was on the Drew Carey show for a long time. He's a really funny guy. And I also think the casting of the three kids was great. Meg Donnelly, Daniel DiMaggio, and Julia Butters. And Julia Butters, you if you saw Once a Time in Hollywood, then you would know Julia Butters. She's the little girl, that, the little girl actress that runs lines with Leonardo DiCaprio.
1: Oh, yeah, she was in, the one who was like, that was the greatest acting I've ever yeah,
0: seen. Yeah, yeah, that's her. Oh, yeah. She's such a good little actress. She's great. And this show also has Ali Wong as Katie's best friend. Uh, and she's great. Carly Hughes as her other friend. And they make a really funny combo. I just love the writing on the show. I think it's so funny. It's so well done. Uh, and I'm just kind of sad that it got canceled this year. Because I just, I, I think it deserved better. Uh, and, um, but I guess five years is a pretty good run. So what are you going to do? But it's on Hulu. So if you didn't get a chance to see it, you should see it. In fact, my friend Adrian and I did a just one episode after the first season, little podcast episode on this show, and uh, Diedrich uh, Bader retweeted it and said he really he loved our our episode, so that was really cool. <laughs> and uh, so I just really
1: like the show; it's very good. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of Ali Wong. I I've seen her stand-up specials she is she's very funny she did mm-hmm. one of her specials when she was like five or six months pregnant which yeah. seems like seems like a very hard thing to do both, you know trying to be funny and being pregnant all at the same time yeah. I imagine that <laughs> that must not be ideal but she went through it and she actually she had some pretty funny jokes and so
0: yeah. And she's and,
1: she's been in bigger things. She was in Birds of Prey as um the cop. I can't remember her name, mm-hmm. but but she was her ex, and they had a. I
0: love her, and Always Be My Maybe. That I loved that movie, and uh, and then Katie Mixon, she was in Hell or High Water. If you ever um remember, she was the waitress, yeah, that.
1: She was like the first person you see in the movie, right? Yeah, it, it's and, like. It, the, yeah. first, the first
0: robbery uh yeah well she's the waitress
1: oh i and, know who you're talking uh, about yeah
0: yeah she's the waitress anyway um and then also uh mcdonnelly she she's a good singer she was in the um zombies movies on disney channel uh and she she's a she's a pretty good singer and uh, i don't know it's just a great cast it's a Rachel, I really think it's funny. Uh, You should check it out.
1: So what do you have next? So my next choice is a comedy from 1980. And in the world of golf movies, they're um, they're very few and far between. I think I can name all of them. The Greatest Game Ever Played, Tin Cup, The Legend of Bagger Vance, and Caddyshack, which is what I'm recommending
0: happy gilmore
1: oh that's the other one that's <laughs> happy gilmore i was thank you uh but cat as far as caddyshack goes uh this was directed by harold ramus may he rest in peace we all know who he is uh and this is a movie that represents like many of the great comedians of like the late 20th century at like the height of their powers chevy chase is in here uh Rodney Dangerfield is in here, he's awesome. Bill Murray is in here. Uh, Ted Knight, who is supremely underrated in this movie as the judge, uh, he's great. And the The movie is about, it, it's, a, it's a very 80s movie and it's about slobs versus snobs. And there's this judge who is, you know, he's very snob-like and he looks down on everybody. But Rodney Dangerfield, he's rich, but he's actually more slob slobbish than normal, and messes around with the judge inadvertently at every chance he gets. And so the judge is like, "All right, golf match, you and me." And so like, uh, okay. And so the movie's just a build up to this final golf match at the end, all while Bill Murray is going after a gopher. You just had to be there. Uh, this is this this movie's fairly loose on plot. There's just enough to get by however the strength of this movie is the chemistry between Chevy Chase Bill Murray Rodney Dangerfield Ted Knight and, and just the rest of the cast uh, every every character just has their own thing that they're doing and it's great and Chevy Chase is the he's the guy like he's the golfer he's like the perfect golfer he makes every putt to the sound of that which is so iconic my dad and I do it whenever whenever we make a big putt we're like it's it's great uh rodney danger in top form he, he has one of my favorite lines where he he hits a drive and it's going left and he's like four and it hits the judge in the sensitive spot and and and, and then he's like i should have yelled too <laughs> it's just, <Yeah>. it's so <laughs> it's so funny it i will admit it's some of the stuff has kind of aged a little poorly i will say that but it's otherwise held up it's an incredibly funny movie like you seek it out if you have it
0: yeah it is really funny and of course you haven't even talked about the most funny part with the baby ruth <laughs> it's hilarious. i won't say any more gotta watch the movie and you'll was... die laughing. I mean, and Ted Knight is just so funny. Uh, I love him on the Mary Tyler Mark Show. He is so funny on that show, uh, but he's really funny in this as well.
1: He has he has one of my favorite lines in the movie. It's like, "Well, we are waiting."
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he's basically playing the same character in this movie as he played on Mary Tyler Moore Show, very like full of himself and very like. And so if you, if you like him there, you really should check out. I mean, Mary Tyler Marshall is one of the great shows ever on television, Uh, but he's great in that show as well. So good choice. Uh, So my next choice is actually something I think is perfect for this time of year. When you want to escape, maybe you're not able to leave your house as much as you'd like it put on under the Tuscan sun. And this is based on a novel and it's about a woman who. Uh, is going through a terrible divorce, is very, uh, is very much struggling. And she decides to go to Tuscany in Italy. And she starts renovating a house and she's going to live there. And she has all kinds of experiences with food and with love and with life. And it's, it's a really escapist, fun movie, if you like sort of travel logs and, and uh, delicious food and and diane lane is so charismatic and great she really does a good job with this role uh sandra oh plays her best friend uh, and i don't know who the italian guy that she (laughs) she gets to know is but he's very hunky and so it's just a it's an escapist rom-com enjoyable film
1: yeah, this has Diane Lane in it, and I'm a big yep. fan of hers ever since her days in in The Outsiders as Cherry. Yeah,
0: she's really good, and she's so beautiful. And it's nice to see a story about an older, old not old but older woman. You know, like in her what her forties, late thirties, forties, and you know having a romance and, and getting and becoming confident. And and I, I think it's there. There's a bunch of those kind of movies like Eat Pray Love and. You know things like that, but I think this is better than Eat, Pray, Love, uh, and so yeah, I think it's a good one.
1: I hot, like the book as
0: well. Hot take? Question mark about Eat, Pray, Love? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't think I don't know how popular Eat, Pray, Love is, but maybe that's. I'm sticking with it though. If it's a hot take, I'm I'm uh, I'm owning it.
1: Because <laughs> I actually read Eat, Pray, Love, and I and I thoroughly enjoyed it
0: oh yeah i haven't read the book Keep pray love but i have read under the dusk and sun and uh, i uh i really i like that uh what about you what's your next pick
1: so i debated whether or not to recommend this movie it might be a case of well too soon however it is an incredibly well-made movie directed by one of my favorite directors and it has an incredible cast so trigger warning i guess because i'm going to be talking about the movie contagion from 2011 i can't imagine how this movie would be relevant in today's world but i'll just (laughs) leave it up to your imagination but um this I, i i kid i'm really kidding this this tells the story of well a pandemic that breaks out and basically how everybody deals with it from everyday people like matt damon to the guy who's running everything, played by Lawrence Fishburne, to other CDC officials, for example, played by Jude Law and Marion Cotillard. This movie is essentially, it's Steven Soderbergh tackling what, trying to make in a movie form, kind of what something like this would happen. And of course, we're living it, so it's, and, judging from what happens in contagion and what's happening now i i don't want to go so far as to say that contagion is very much a movie and it's not as bad as in that movie it's still kind of bad though it is getting better but it is just... in any case contagion is again it's it's a weirdly it, it is relevant and that i if and i understand that maybe people aren't so jazzed up to watch a movie about a pandemic as we're kind of still in the middle of it, even though I do think things are getting slightly better. However, go to this movie for the cast. Matt Damon is incredible here. One of his best performances. He has a truly heartbreaking scene. I won't spoil it, but you will know when you see it. Kate Winslet is in here briefly, but she's really good. Jude Law is good as well. Mm -hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow also. This is just a very well-acted movie. And it's, it's not like it's not something like Outbreak, where it's like an action movie. This is kind of like a boots on the ground kind of movie. So if you're into that, then I think you'll date it. Yeah,
0: oddly enough, when the pandemic first got started, there, this was a very popular rental. So maybe there is something cathartic for certain people about sort of seeing a movie about a pandemic. I, it doesn't appeal to me, but, it, but I can see how that would be somewhat cathartic for people. Uh, but I remember that for like a, oh, a couple of months in like in March and April and May, this was very popular. A rental.
1: No, people are like, this is probably research for what happens next. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, my next pick is very different. Uh, it's uh, and I don't know how hidden gem this is, but I feel like it doesn't get the credit that it deserves. It's William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, the Baz Luhrmann version. And uh, this stars Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. Very um, Kate Winslet. What am I saying? Claire Danes. This cut that out. Wait. This stars uh, ah. Let me start over. Okay. So this stars uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes, and they have great chemistry together. And I just really love the gravitas to this. I really think the it has that Baz Lerman art artist, artistry and production values, and because they have such good chemistry, I think it draws you in, and it's just a fresh, different take to a story that we've seen uh, a million times. And well, I really like it. I feel like I hear people say that they don't like it and that they think it's uh, that that I don't know that they that they think it's not good, but I don't know. I like it. I think it's very well done. It may. Uh, I don't know if it's if it has every single word from the play uh, but it's uh, it's not my favorite Shakespeare play and I and I and I really do enjoy this but uh, I don't know I like I think it, it's a bold different visionary artistic uh, take on a classic score
1: you know uh, when I was in middle school and I was taking English class we read Romeo and Juliet the the, the play We watched an adaptation of the play, like, classical. I think it was the Francisco Fellini. I probably butchered that name, but it's the Francisco Fellini one. Like, and then we watched this one. And boy, oh boy, this is far different from the original one. I've always had a respect for this movie and Baz Luhrmann just in general, because Baz Luhrmann doesn't make normal movies. He very much makes these very expressionist movies and I'm not sure if I think that this is like just the greatest Romeo and Juliet adaptation ever. However, if Romeo and Juliet could be a musical involving street gangs via West Side Story, then I think it could be anything. Uh, the cinematography in this movie is so good. It, like, There's several scenes where I'm just like, how was a camera able to capture that? It's just, it's so over the top, but it's also so good all at once. And it was a bit of a learning curve for me at first for them to whip out guns and then it's like nine millimeter sword. And I'm like, who names a gun sword? That makes no sense. But this, this is definitely, this is one of the more unique Shakespeare adaptations and, I, and that's an understatement. But I've had a respect for this movie. I have not seen that, this in a very long time. But I do want to watch it again because I've, I've, always, I've always liked this movie. I've at least liked the effort that went in because yeah. Baz Luhrmann didn't want to make a traditional adaptation. He made his idea of Romeo and Juliet in like the modern day in Verona Beach. And I think he did about as good a job as anyone could ask.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, gosh, if we can have, we think of all the different Romeo and Juliets we've gotten. We've had Nomeo and Juliet. I mean, we've had some terrible versions, and I certainly think this is better than that. So, what are you going to do?
1: Yeah. But what is, I'm sorry. And the cast is really good as well, not to mention Leo and Claire Danes, but John Leguizamo's in here, Uh, Peter Postelwaith, who Mm -hmm. is a very famous uh, supporting actor, is uh, Father Lawrence. Uh, paul servino who i'm pretty sure was in every gangster movie from like all throughout the yeah 70s and 80s It's in here as paul rudd being
0: a villain paul rudd
1: oh yeah i forgot he was in here as as paris yeah (laughs) and brian dennehy as montague so this is a very stacked movie
0: it really is it really is
1: so what is your next pick so my next choice is from 2007, and it is a movie called Sunshine. I thought I had recommended this before, but it turns out I didn't. Well, I'm going to be rectifying that right here and now. This was directed by Danny Boyle. We all know who he is from Spotting and among other things, Slumdog Millionaire. And it tells the story of a group of astronauts who are on their way to the sun. Our sun is dying, and so they have to go to the sun and drop a nuclear bomb into it in order to restart. it. It's essentially history's biggest run to jump a car with jumper cables, if you will. And on their way there, they encounter something very strange and also something very deadly as well. Uh, This was a movie that I had no knowledge of what I was going to see. I got it from the library just on like a, hey, Sunshine, I've heard good things. I'm gonna give this a shot. I had no idea what to expect. And this was actually really, really good. Uh Killian Murphy's in here. I mean, he's he's awesome in pretty much anything that he's in. A uh, Rose Byrne is in here. A uh, pre-MCU Chris Evans is in here, which on a side note, it's so weird not seeing Chris Evans in like the MCU, like in, in movies like Gifted or Puncture or this. He's good, don't get me wrong, but He's been Captain America for so long. It's like, whenever I see him in something, I'm like, "Uh, Chris, the MCU set is next door, man. What are you doing? (laughs) But don't, and and that's not a dig. I'm saying that he's been there for so long that he's, like now that he's out and and seeing what he does next, it's going to be interesting. But uh, Cliff Curtis, who's been in a ton of movies, uh, Fear the Walking Dead as well, he's in here. This is just a loaded cast. It's got beautiful cinematography, Whoa. really good effects. This was actually written by Alex Garland. I was so going to say Alex Garland Love Fest today. <laughs> accidental uh, duology, if you will. The ending of this movie is a, bit of, is a bit will be a bit of a wet blanket for some, and I do understand why. It's one of those endings where it's like completely up to your interpretation, kind of like 2001. However, if you give it a shot, I think you will be surprised. This is definitely one of the more underrated sci-fi movies of the 2000s, for sure.
0: I haven't seen this one. I've heard about it, but I've never seen it. So it's a good recommendation. All right. Well, my last recommendation is a movie that people might have missed last year because of everything that happened last year. I did pretty well in the, in the theaters actually, but uh, it's Crude's The New Age, and this is the sequel to, of course, the first Crude's, which I also enjoyed. And we're actually doing for our best and worst this week. We are doing best and worst of DreamWorks, so uh, the you'll want to check out that episode if you if you haven't uh, seen it. Uh, But, yeah, Crude's the New Age. I enjoyed it. It was a little shouty for me to be, like, one of my favorites of the year, but I still overall liked it. And I thought for sure they were working up to have the two teenage female characters be sort of adversaries and one to be kind of a mean girl kind of a thing and then them fighting. But that's actually not what they did, which I really appreciated. Like, the two were just genuine friends. And you have, you know, Nicolas Cage voicing the dad and he's kind of crazy and Protective and you have this whole there's sort of they they have an allegory about a wall and building a wall And I thought that it was done very well Not in like a heavy-handed like commentary on Trump, which it was but it wasn't like oh like some things Uh, It worked in the story and the animations very beautiful in the first one They had just such beautiful colors and really great creature designs And I think that that continued on into this one uh I mean there's you know great voice work. Uh so I think it's it's not like my favorite, but I think it's worth watching.
1: Yeah, this is The Crudes I thought was a weird movie to get a sequel because I saw it and thought it was fine, but I didn't think it had any legs to it. It turns out I it had enough to get a sequel, I guess.
0: Yeah. I mean it did get nominated for an Oscar. But yeah, I mean, it was sort of an odd choice uh, of all of their franchises why they decided to make a sequel to this one. Although DreamWorks does have a pattern of, of making better sequels than the originals in pretty much every franchise that they have. I I think the sequels are better than the originals like The Shrek 2 is better, Kung Fu Panda 2 is better. I mean, I don't know. I used to think How to Train Your Dragon 2 was better, but now I'm kind of more on the first one being better. But still they're both outstanding. Um I guess the only one that maybe isn't better is a is I don't I'm not a fan of Madagascar 2. Uh I've heard the third one is good, but I haven't seen it. Uh but um I'm not a big fan of that franchise in general, so maybe me. But overall, they have this track record, unusual track record of making better sequels than originals. So, <laughs> so I think maybe that uh, that it had a, it was a good sign for 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 uh, the Crudes too. So, anyway, I think it's worth checking out just for the animation alone. So, uh, what about you? What's your final choice?
1: So my final choice, and this is a movie that is among my mom's very favorites because she doesn't really watch a ton of movies. She has like five she watches at least once per year. One of them is Jaws and the other one is Rudy. And so in honor of her, in honor of being one of my favorite sports movies, I'm gonna recommend it here. This was directed by David Anspaugh, who directed one of my favorite basketball movies, Hoosiers, which if you have not seen, please go see it is an excellent basketball movie and it has one of gene Hackman's best performances and it has gone overlooked i i actually want to review it on my channel one day but that's a side road
0: both movies set in indiana rudy and hoosiers
1: indeed uh i have a feeling people know about this movie so it's a little eh, on the whole hidden gem thing but in case you don't know The movie is about a man named Rudy Rudiger, played in this movie by Sean Astin, who has dreamed his entire life of playing football for Notre Dame University. However, he has been told by even his loved ones, he's too small, can't do it, ditto, ditto, et cetera, et cetera. And so after a tragedy strikes, he's like, forget this, I'm going to do it. And this movie chronicles his just toothing and scratching and clawing till finally get on the team and I have seen reviews that call this movie way too cheesy and way too over the top in the sentiment department but I don't care this movie is just it's just a shot of adrenaline just straight to the heart uh, Sean Astin if you just know him from Lord of the Rings like do yourself a favor and watch him in this movie because he is so good like John Favreau's in here too we all know what he would eventually go on to do but seeing him here, like, he's so young in this movie. Like, seeing him in, like, interviews for The Mandalorian and seeing him here, it's, like, it's night and day. Like, time's a flat circle and all that. Uh, Ned Beattie, the late Ned Beattie, may rest in peace, uh, is uh, Rudy's father. And he has some frustrating moments because, you know, he's like, son, just please stop talking about the football. It's like, dad, it's his dream. Don't stifle his dream. But... There's a nice payoff there at the end, and the ending of this movie just they really did nail it. I, I, as someone who's actually been to Notre Dame, onto that campus, and seen Touchdown Jesus and seen that stadium, it's just I get it. In that moment when I saw it, I was like, I finally get what Rudy was fighting for. I get why people would say that this is overly cheesy and over dramatic, but I don't care. This movie's excellent. It's it's so motivational to me and I imagine many others.
0: I love Rudy. I, I think when I did my top 100 films of all time, I think that Rudy made the cut. I absolutely love this movie. The movie that makes you want to cheer. I mean, I love, uh, what's his, uh, Charles, I think it's Charles Denton, I think is the name. Fortune. Uh, when he's, what's that?
1: Fortune, that's his name.
0: And yeah, yeah. the 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 actor though I think is, is oh
1: Charleston. yes, that is Charles. Yeah, Duff.
0: and he he says you're five foot nothing, hundred and nothing, and you have barely a spark of athletic ability, and uh, and that whole speech I think is so great, <laughs> so good. Five foot nothing, <laughs> and yeah, the ending is fantastic. uh It's it's one of the great sports movies for sure, and uh, yes. no, a, not a question.
1: Because the movie does a good job of showing that Rudy doesn't want to win, like the, like, the college football championship. He just doesn't want to win a game. He just wants yeah. to play in a play in Notre Dame, on the team, in front of God and everybody. That's all he yeah. wants. And the movie is just, it's like throws roadblock after roadblock after roadblock in front of him. And just to see him finally get on the field and get that sack and win that game it just god it's gets me pumped up just thinking about it really
0: it's so good i agree with you that's a great pick so that is our picks for hulu let us know what you think of our picks what you've been watching on hulu we'd love to hear in the comment section or on twitter and ryan where can people find you
1: uh, they can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Ryan Cam, 20. then there is of course my YouTube channel, which is just called Ryan Cam. Uh, like I said, I just dropped my first reaction to Ponyo, which please, that has been blowing up. So please do check that out. I'll be releasing Twilight Zone videos throughout the week. Uh, I'll also be reviewing um, reviewing Free Guy, Respect, hopefully, and also Don't Breathe too, which. I'm still very nervous about because Don't Breathe was excellent. And so Don't Breathe 2 was just already at a handicap, but hoping for the best. And then this coming Sunday, I will be reviewing Gladiator and talking about how even though it is a Best Picture winner and you won a ton of awards, it's still better than you remember. It's especially better 20 year, now that it's over 20 years old. So if you haven't checked out the channel, please do.
0: Yeah, y'all definitely check it out. Links are in the description. It's a lot of good stuff. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please check that out. And also check out the Hallmarkies podcast for lots of fun stuff. So uh, thanks, everybody. Please like this video. Please subscribe to our channel. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. It really helps us out a lot. And also we have our patron group and merch store. And we just announced our next watch along, which is uh, with, with the screener, Julie Sherman Wolf, who is fantastic. And we're watching the movie, The Birthday Witch, which, which is one of my favorite. Uh, and, and we're watching The Birthday Wish, which is one of my favorite Hallmark movies. I really enjoy it. So definitely sign up. It's only $2 a month and we would really appreciate it. So thanks so much, everybody. And we'll talk to you all next week. Bye.
1: Bye.